I'm so excited to share a conversation I had with the insanely talented writer and director Agnieszka Smoczynska. Agnieszka is a Polish film and television writer-director. She is most known for her debut feature film, The Lure, which was released in the U.S. by Criterion Collection in 2017. Her film, The Silent Twins, is the astounding true story of twin sisters who only communicated with one another. As a result, they created a rich, fascinating world to escape the reality of their own lives. Based on the best-selling book, The Silent Twins, the film stars Letitia Wright and Tamara Lawrence. It's an extraordinary film, and it was so thoughtfully assembled by Agnieszka. She creates such beautiful worlds in her films. Absolutely stunning and surreal. The Silent Twins is a captivating work of art. The story is extraordinary, the performances were unforgettable, and the production was absolutely exquisite. Every little detail in this film was considered and masterfully placed with care. Agnieszka delivered a masterpiece. With all that being said, let's jump into the conversation. Agnieszka, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? It's uh, 8, no, it's 9 p.m. in Poland now. So wait, where in Poland are you right now? In Warsaw. How's the weather in Warsaw? It's uh, 20 degrees, so it's not so bad. It's nice. Yeah, and there is a sun. Yeah. That's good. Well, after watching this movie, I could literally spend the next eight hours talking to you about it. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I know there won't be enough time, so let's just jump right into this. <laughs> I'm always fascinated by the process in which filmmakers and directors find stories, and ultimately what makes them say yes. So how did this project come to you, and what on the page made you want to make it? I got the script from Antra Siegel, the scriptwriter. She sent me, she wore the lure, my previous movie. It was my debut. She, it was during this time release in US, and she loved the lure. During this time, she was searching for a director who could tell her script her story and she just you know she asked me she just uh, on the facebook she just you know okay hi i'm i love the lure and i i have a story maybe might interesting you might interested you and of course she sent the script via uh, reps and then i remember when she just wrote me few words about the june and jennifer's story that is based on a true story and the girls from two black twins from Barbados who grew up in Wales. And when they went to school, they decided not to say any word besides themselves. And uh, they had a very huge imagination and they were writers and they wanted to communicate with the outside world, with their writing. And at the same time, their relationship was very complex because they were excluded from the, from the community and they were decided to be together and rely on each other. And, and the, I was fascinated by it. And then when I, I remember the moment when I read the script, I knew that I just want to tell the story. And I knew that I have to bring the story to the world. And I did everything to, to, to tell the story. Well, you did an incredible job. It was in good hands with you. Thank you. I didn't know what to expect. I, you know, I, I read about it. And the moment it started, I was hooked. I mean, even from the title sequence, I mean, all the little details that you put into your stories, and I've gone and watched a lot of things you've created. But I realized that you're a very visual storyteller. And I think that having a char two characters are central to the story that don't speak to one another is quite difficult to push along the narrative without dialogue. But you did it in such a masterful way by creating these incredible worlds and the tension between the characters and the, and the society around them. 
I just have one question. How? <laughs> How did you do this? <laughs> How did you create such a compelling story with uh, without dialogue in the majority of the movie? I mean, it was it was I mean, and there's a lot of dialogue, but like not between the two central characters. How did you create this? You know, it was it was very challenging. I remember it was, of course, in the script. And I was surprised that, uh, you know, the title is The Silent Twins, but they talked, very, you know, they, they all the time talk. Uh, and also they use words in a way of communication. Because what I found very moving and heartbreaking, that they were silent to the outside world, but they really wanted to communicate with the outside world. And what I found very interesting, that they want to communicate in a much more unique way. They wanted to communicate with the written words and with the writing and with their imagination. And they want to share the imagination with the outside world. But, you know, in terms of the, just to start writing stories and the, you have to also, what also moved me very deeply that the first course which they enroll, it was the art of the communication. And remember there is a scene when they bought the brochure of the art of the communication. So this, uh, this stood this juxtaposition that they were silent about this at the same time they wanted to communicate and to show this that we could adapt their writings and their stories into the movie i decided to use more the writings like there is a pugilist parts from jennifer's book which is about bobby and the heart of Bobby, and also about parrots. It, these parts weren't in the script. I found this uh, in Marjorie's book. And uh, I just wanted to tell about June and Jennifer as uh, characters, not only use dialogue, that's what you said, but use their inner words. So to use their imagination and just to follow their imagination. And I started to study them as a character. I started to think about them, what kind of the movies they could watch, what kind of the book they could read, what the television programs they, they used to, you know, uh, during this time they could watch. And also I started to dig more and more in their writings and they were amazing for me. And uh, I invited my collaborators, director of photography, Kubakioski, sound designer, Martin Narczyk, also Zuza Wrońska, who is poet, uh, songwriter, and also composer, Martin Matsuk, production designer. We are sitting together and we are, we are talking about them and their, their imaginations and their life. And then we started to, you know, to imagine how we can use cinema to tell more about them as a, as a writers, as a writers, as an artist. I have all these notes from watching it last night and it says art direction, wardrobe, production design. And the, ah. the worlds you created were just stunning. Like they, I could pause the movie and just look in the room and there's the photos on the wall, like all the little details that were so thoughtfully placed. And, you know, every little detail from the, the desks, the, the walls, the windows, the, I mean, everything was so well done. I can tell through your work, you have a, you must have a massive imagination and you, and you had, you, you had to have had this from a very young age. Are you a painter? Do you, do you paint yourself? No, I was studying history of art. I always, you know, love to, of course, watch paintings and I, I can't, I can't paint. And also I can't, you know, sing, I can't act, but to be director is the perfect for me because you can use all of this things 
yeah and it's that, that's what you said that the, the pictures and the visual sites it's very it's very important to me i can tell and it's not just i mean your body of work speaks to this including your short films one of my favorite scenes in the entire film was a sequence and there's no i don't want to give any spoilers but the sequence following what i'll call the fire right and it's a yes. beautifully surreal moment and it's a big set piece and when it when i saw it i was really surprised that it was in this movie like it just it's so big. It's a very big scene in a set piece. The wardrobe, again, the design, but their choreography. Now we're adding a whole nother element of dance and physical motion performance. How long did you have to shoot that sequence? Six hours. Six hours. But of course, uh, not uh, because in a swimming pool we had two hours. You know, it's... Uh, it's uh, <laughs> how can I say? It's, uh, you know, we didn't have too much money. It was like six hours. And in this, uh, in the hairdresser, and when there were writers, it's, uh, yeah, we had like six hours around this. Yeah. yeah. I cannot believe that. I, I mean, because that's why I said, like, I was so surprised me to neither, see that. Me neither. <laughs> to be honest, me neither. But because we did before the lure, the musicals, I knew that, okay, we can, we can do this. How, you know, how Jennifer says, but it's very challenging and it's, that you have to prepare before, of course, everything. We had the rehearsals before, but not too many. It's like, it's not a high budget movie. <laughs> well, no, and that's why I was so surprised. And it's such a, I mean, it, and that's where I want to happen. I, I had to stop and take a note. I'm like, because I work on the studio side and I'd work for big studio projects. And that sequence would take a studio like a week and a half to shoot. You know, you'd get, yes. I mean, it's, like, it's like a week and a half and it's full day shoots to do that. And I'm like, I can't imagine they had a week and a half to shoot this. <laughs> Six hours. <laughs> no. Wow. And then two in the pool. Yes. Yes, and in the pool it was like two hours. Or maybe, of course, it was supposed to be two hours, but of course it was four hours. It was much longer, much longer. It's not too much, as you can see, is you can watch it. But of course, we had to prepare everything before we have to, you know, overthink. And we, it's not like that. You go and you have only six hours. You you prepare for months for this. Well, you again nailed it. The more I learned after watching this, I mean, I immediately spent like weeks just like reading about you and. I see that you're extremely thoughtful with every single element. There's nothing that goes by that isn't thoughtfully put there, right? And I have to imagine that maybe while in art school, you were drawn to the surrealism chapters in those books. But I noticed <laughs> with that track, that Amanda Lear song, Enigma, that she was a dear friend of Salvador Dali. And I'm like, wait, is there a coincidence here with the surrealism and the using this song here? It's so ah, good. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that, but yeah, but I just loved her uh, voice. It's so know? good because because we are looking for the good songs, and we are really, really, really. I remember that the Pavel Yusbuk who who gave us songs, and it lasts I don't know weeks, and I couldn't find a good song, and I just loved loved the voice. It's so good. Into your point earlier about juxtaposition, her voice, the track, and then visually what I'm seeing, that just, it's yes. so, it's incredible. Thank you. When you, when you look back at your experience in production, what was the, what was the hardest day making this project? You know, the, uh, hmm. to be honest, every day was the hardest day. For me, every day was the hardest day because it was during the COVID. Uh, we couldn't, everybody has the mask. In terms of the challenging, every day was a challenge for me, really. But if you ask me, for me personal as a director, which was the hardest when there was a second unit, and the second unit, it means that another director comes on the, on the set. And it was the scene which I have in my, in my, in my own uh, head 
this uh, swimming pool scene and it was supposed to have another director and I had to just to came on the set and I had to be on the set and I had to direct. And this was the hardest moment for me because I now I know that I would never agree that somebody, you know, of course the director is great, was great and excellent, but something what you have in your own head and it's very hard to explain sometimes to another director what you have in your own, you know, brain. And there are scenes which are not in the movie because I imagined them in a different way, you know, and this is, I think it was the most, I think it was one of the biggest lessons during the shooting. Yeah, I can imagine. That's a complex scene. There's so much, the way the camera angle is with the water fluidity, all of that. That's, I can't, that's tricky to do. Yes. When you see the images in your mind, when you see a scene like that, what do you sing? It's a process. It's not that it's always you start when they, when they, when uh, there is, there was a line that when the guy in the court say, okay, then there is, we don't, we have also a swimming pool. And then, uh, then we started to study the swimming pools in the UK during this time. And then of course we started to studying swimming pools in Poland, which we had because the location was in Poland. And we thought, okay, what this girl's, what June and Jennifer, how she could imagine the swimming pool. And then I thought, okay, they could watch uh, musicals during this time and they could, and there are guys, the white guys who are, you know, watching them and the guys are like Wayne's, which they, who they already met in the, you know, in the past. So it's like, I love this uh, process and I love this moment of working because I'm sitting with my collaborators and you, you know, you invent, okay, this is this, this is this, this is this. And then I'm the person who had to, you know, combine all of these ideas and just to what is the most important and who impose the whole scene and the tone of the scene and how the scene looks like is the character. And always I come back to the character and I think, okay, what June and what Jennifer, what she could imagine. And then you think, okay, what, what she experienced, you know, in her life and what, what kind of the color she could have. And of course, then I, st- when I start, then I'm st- uh, working and talking with my DOP, director of photography, and for him, the light is the most important thing. In the, and then we, we talk about the light because we wanted to have the light in the visions. We wanted to have much more warm light that it was in a realistic scenes. Because in Wales during this time and then in the UK, in Broadmoor, the light was completely different than in the visionary scenes. Yeah, I saw that. The color tone in their home, that bluish green is so beautiful. Yes. And the performances, uh, the characters, both young and old, as they ch- they move to that home and the color being consistently that same tone was so amazing. Yeah. How much time did you spend in post-production on this film? We started, we finished the movie in uh, April. We, start, we finished shooting. And then we have one extra day because of the COVID, we, we had to interrupt. And then we have to come back on the set for the last day. And the last day was uh, in November. And during this time, I, we were editing the movie. So we, uh, we started to work on the movie from May till, I think, March. When people go see this film, when they walk out of the theater, what do you hope they feel and what do they, you hope they recall? I, f- I hope they will be moved, very deeply moved uh, by Jennifer and John's story and by their relationship and also what, uh, what, what they have to go through for their whole life, but also... Uh, what 
beautiful relationship and complex and at the same time painful and maybe you can say toxic, but I hope they could go through June and Jennifer journey with them. What do you think makes a good story? Conflict. A good conflict. To set a good conflict. Do you, is that when you're looking for stories, are you trying to find a, a narrative that has that strong conflict built into it? Yes, I think. And it's uh, when I'm starting to find a good story, it, it has to be the story which resonates with me. Personally. Which is universal and uh, unique. Yeah. I read that in Lure, the dance sequence in that restaurant, the dance floor, I read an article where you, had, you grew up in a restaurant environment. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. And growing up in that sort of environment, did you learn about film? Did you learn about life and filmmaking while growing up in that environment? No, I, when I grew up in this dancing environment, I knew nothing about, you know, what, what I learned. You know, it was a totally different world compared to the communist time and with the outside world. It wasn't like New York nowadays or New York in the 70s and 80s. It was Warsaw and it was Szklarska Poremba when I grew up. So it was completely different world. And I, uh, but what I learned for myself as a filmmaker now is that my mom was a manager of this kind of the restaurant and she has to run the whole restaurant. And I think I learned many, many things from her. What's the, what's the biggest thing you learned from your mom? Empathy, empathy, that empathy is the most important thing. Yes, this is the, this is crucial. I love that. How do you get through a day where you're like, you've got the big set piece and you've only got six hours and you wake up and you're probably like, okay, I can't do this, but then you, you realize you can. What is it? Is it your belief? Yeah, I, I love this because I love mm, challenges and because I love, I love my job. I really, this is my passion and this is, I love to go on the set. Of course, when I, I remember when I, uh, when I was working on my first movie, I was very stressed. And with the second, I was stressed too, but in a different way. And the same with the third movie. I, I found much more joy shooting during the shooting movie because it's, uh, I know that, okay, I'm trying just to, you know, just to appreciate that my work is like, I'm still a kid, which is in a room and it, I can play with the dolls. I can invent the whole world and people are with me and we are, you know, collaborate together. And we, we want to tell stories which are important, which can move people at the end. So I, I love this. And that's why, of course, it always depends on the people who you work with. And it always depends on the mood, on the set, and etc. But But now, when I was working on the Silent Twins, I was much more relaxed than when I was working on my first movie. That's great. When you look back at your the first short you made, right? Like when, what advice would you give to yourself then about filmmaking? I remember when I was a student, when I was doing my short, I loved the moment when I was on the set and when there is a feeling, I remember this, even physically, I felt that something that it's like, you know, you can say an orgasm, something that you, wow, this is this. And then what I've learned, I remember Andrzej Wajda, a Polish director, when he said the most important thing is from your shorts and from every movie, just to have the lesson and to understand what you did wrong in this movie. And now I, I'm trying, I'm trying to, to take the lesson from every movie and to, you know, to develop myself in, wow. in the future. 
what is your comfort food when you're having a very bad day and you want a good meal? You know, like you're just like, it just <laughs> make you feel good inside. What is it? The me- what meal do you, do you make for yourself or what do you get? I love chocolate. I love chocolate in, in every, I don't know, bar of chocolate. I love cake, cho- chocolate cake. I love hot chocolate. I love chocolate. What, is, what are words to live by or your favorite Polish phrase? What does that mean? Okay, take it easy. Take it easy. Calm down. It could be much worse. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I know you've got a busy day and it's late there in Warsaw. I, uh, it's, it's an extraordinary film and I can't wait for the world to see it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The Silent Twins is in theater September 16th. Please go see this film. It's incredible. And if you do, or actually when you do, uh, let me know what you think. The Silent Twins screenplay was written by Andrea Siegel, based on the book by Marjorie Wallace. A special thank you to the team at Focus Features and Ginsburg Libby. The Smith Society is produced by Voxy, edited by Marshall Baker. Our theme song was produced by Steady Cadence. As always, thank you for listening. If you have a moment, the easiest way to support the podcast is by leaving a short review. It means a lot. Thank you all. (laughs) 